0: Merry Christmas, friend. I am so proud of you for listening to this podcast today as you are intentionally choosing to fix your heart on Jesus. My hope and prayer are that this study would encourage you and remind you of who He is. The holidays can be crazy and life can be challenging, but when we shift our focus and remember who He is, everything changes. Help me spread this message by sharing it with your friends and family on social media. You can also hit the button to share the episode via text with them. We both know we could all use something that will help us focus more on celebrating that Jesus came instead of getting caught up in the crazy this time of year. This Advent study is brought to you by Online Women's Bible Study. If you want to know God through His Word better, I'm giving you a week free to try out being a member at OnlineWomensBibleStudy.com. This is the perfect time to join because we are doing some special things for Advent, including giving the PDF version of the study away to our members. And we have a special Advent series going through the Christmas narrative. Our teachers are Jamie Ivey, Tony Collier, Whitney Caps, MMA Jenkins, and myself with worship from Christy Knuckles. Do not miss this. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss a single episode now, let's get started with celebrating who he is. Day 14, Holy with Kai A. Panetta. If you haven't already, spend some time in prayer today. Praise God, repent of sin, ask for others and yourself, yield to God today, then wait and listen. Read Isaiah 6, 1 10. Isaiah 6, 1 10. And the foundations of the threshold shook at the voice of him who called, and the house was filled with smoke. And I said, Woe is me, for I am lost, for I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the King and the Lord of hosts. Then one of the seraphim flew to me, having in his hand a burning coal that he had taken with tongs from the altar. And he touched my mouth and said, Behold, this has touched your lips. Your guilt is taken away and your sin is atoned for. And I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? And then I said, Here I am, send me. And he said, Go and say this to my people. Keep on hearing, but do not understand. Keep on seeing, but do not perceive. Make the heart of this people dull. And their eyes heavy and blind blind their eyes, lest they see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their hearts and turn to be healed. Write out Isaiah's response in verse 5. Verse 5 says, And I said, Woe is me, for I am lost, for I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of people of unclean lips, for my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts ruined the word leapt out from the page and captivated my heart with a while arresting my flesh simultaneously ruined why had i not seen this before ruined what did this mean and how did this one word transform a portion of scripture i had read many times before ruined i could not stop looking at the word ruined i tried to turn away and take a deep breath but god would not let my gaze set anywhere else but upon this word ruined as a young girl i heard isaiah 6 1 through 10 preached by various people and interpreted in various ways but here i was in bible college studying in my apartment when isaiah 6 caused me to see god differently in order to see god is holy you must be ruined I sat a little longer and asked God to show me why this moment seemed to parallel the story of Isaiah 6, 1-8. Here I was two years since God called me to preach His word, and I felt as if I knew nothing at all. I had been serving in a leadership capacity before attending school, and upon my arrival, the Lord asked me to stop a lot of activities I had been doing in ministry. I thought it odd at first, but here in Isaiah, it all made sense. Like Isaiah, I had been living life one way— I loved God and wanted to serve Him with my whole heart, but unbeknownst to me, my heart was divided. I was unaware of this truth because nothing seemed to be standing in my way. I was obedient when God said go. I prayed faithfully and fasted frequently. I could hear His voice and thought I had been doing a pretty good job in nurturing my relationship with the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. I'd encountered the Lord in a real way that set my heart ablaze for his word and for his people. But what was dividing me simply was all the other kings I'd set over my life that were keeping me from seeing God as holy. It was my own father whose approval meant everything to me. It was the desire to be normal, to fit in, to not feel isolated because of the choice I'd made to completely follow God. It was not moving forward in what I knew God wanted me to do for fear of failure in fear of losing. I was using my gifts and talents to honor God, not knowing I was to do more than provide a service, but I was to become a servant. Before now, I believed I had a clear view on my Father in heaven. Now I had to decide if I would continue to let these things keep me from seeing Him as the angels and Isaiah did after His vision. I slowly dropped to my knees and realized I was now being forced with the reality of my humanity and God's deity. Like Isaiah, all I could say was, Woe is me, for I am ruined. Question. Have you ever been in a similar state? What caused you to feel ruined? In Isaiah 6.5, the word ruined denotes the following, Dhamma, to cease, cause to cease, cut off, or destroy. When Isaiah saw the Lord, he encountered him. To encounter someone means to meet him or her. He was not encountering the scriptures, nor was he resting on the experiences of someone else. Here, he was given total access to see and be seen by the creator of all. It was in this exchange that Isaiah discovered who he is and who he is not. No longer could Isaiah stand in the presence of God without acknowledging his need to be ruined. Question Have you ever encountered God in a profound way, a way that changed everything? Everything from Isaiah's past had to be cut off. Everything attached to whom he believed God to be had to be destroyed. Every idol and its role in his life had to cease. Why? Because God was going to send him as a mouthpiece. If any residue of former things remained, Isaiah couldn't go in the manner God wanted him to go, which was to be wholly submitted. Without being ruined, Isaiah could not have been sent. When looking at God through the eyes of humanity, you miss the beauty of His deity and the splendor of His glory. I could only imagine what Isaiah felt when seeing the vision unfold. For me, I admitted I did not know God is holy. I rested in what I had was previously taught, and a lot of the teachings were limited. I only saw God a few ways, because I only knew God as a few things. He was provider, protector and healer. But holy, that was foreign. Seeing the holiness of God will overwhelm you and cause you to focus on how awesome and big our God really is. Like the angels, our songs of praise should focus on the holiness of God, not only on the things He can do, the word holy encompasses all of who God is. It sets Him apart and proves He he alone is the only one we need and should desire. The Father who sent this Son, who left us with the Holy Spirit, is worthy. When we look at the Son, we know He was ruined for each day, and every one of us. We celebrate Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection every year during Advent. The day Isaiah was ruined in, in Isaiah 6-5 was also the day Isaiah was resurrected. He was willing, just like Jesus, to be sent. We are ruined for His glory, not our gain. In 2001, I let God ruin me. That day in my living room on bended knees, I closed my eyes and saw myself at the feet of Jesus. The only words coming out of my mouth were, You are holy. These three little words sent tears down my face. I repeated a second time, You are holy. I wanted to say something more, but I couldn't. As I was kneeling there on the floor, I asked God to ruin me. The sacred space with a sacred God had been carved out for me. When I just read in Isaiah was now before me. It is too glorious to describe and too marvelous to leave. After a while, I opened my eyes and the reality of what had taken place overwhelmed me. I had seen the Lord. The past was behind me. All the kings I blew, built up were now destroyed. My life had been wrecked for the glory of God. I have never been the same since. The way I live, love, give, speak, share, preach, and write was transformed during that incredible moment. I can say without a shadow of a doubt, my God is holy. Question, ask God to show you the kings in your life. Write out what needs to be cut off so you can experience God is holy. I know the prompt says to write this out, but I know you're listening, my friend. I would encourage you to take a second to pause, and to think through what are quote-unquote kings in your life and what needs to be cut off so you can experience God as holy. Next, prompt. Take some time to get on your knees or totally face down and imagine yourself before God and just repeat again and again, you are holy. Give time and space for the spirit to ruin you and reveal God's holiness. Record what happened in your time. Take a moment and write out your own definition for today's attribute of God. God is holy. Doer of the word, how can you apply what you have learned from the Lord today? Is there anything you should do or stop doing in obedience or faith because of what you've read? Who should you tell? What is something you can share about today? Stop and ask God to show you who to share this with. Pray over that person or group and ask God for an opportunity and courage to share. If you share on social media, be sure to use hashtag HeIsAdventStudy and tag at Becky Kaiser. I hope that was encouraging to you. This Advent study was brought to you by Online Women's Bible Study. As a reminder, I'm giving you a week free to try out being a member at OnlineWomensBibleStudy.com. This is the perfect time to join because we are doing some special things for Advent, including giving the PDF version of this study away to all of our members. Plus, we have a special Advent series going through the Christmas narrative. Our teachers are Jamie Ivey, Tony Collier, Whitney Capps, MMA Jenkins, myself, with worship from Christy Knuckles. Friend, do not miss this. You have nothing to lose with that week trial. I'm so grateful you joined us today. James one twenty two in the ESV says, Be doers of the word and not hearers only. Or the message translation says it even more bluntly. Don't fool yourself into thinking that you are a listener when you are anything but. Letting the word go in one ear and out the other. Act on what you hear. This podcast is called Hearers and Doers because that's the kind of people we are committing to becoming. Women who choose to not just hear what is true, but actually live it out in our day-to-day lives. I'd love to hear your big takeaways from today's episode. Would you share them? Post them on social media and be sure to tag me at Becky Kaiser, K-I-S-E-R. And if you love today's episode, don't forget to give it an awesome review because that helps others find the show too. And you can always text the link to friends so they don't miss it either. Hope you have an awesome rest of your day, my friend. Love you so.